Welcome to Celestial Insights, a weekly podcast that brings the stars down to earth. I'm your host, astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks. My purpose is to provide practical, unique, and insightful guidance to help you navigate the energies of the week like a boss. Hello, this is Celeste of Astrology by Celeste. And on this episode, I will discuss the astrology for the week of January 14th, 2024. First up, some astrology in action, where we take a look back to see how the planetary patterns influenced recent news. The release of the Jeffrey Epstein transcripts was a big story of Mercury retrograde. And so far, it's still unfolding because there's still a few names that haven't been released and are coming later in the month. But There were rumors of several people who would be on the list who actually weren't on the list. And there are people dealing with consequences of being named, but it hasn't been as a salacious bomb drop yet. Although on the day Mercury squared Neptune, the one of the one of the victims, Sarah Ransom, said that there are definitely tapes and there were cameras everywhere in Jeffrey Epstein's various properties. And there's concerns about Prince Andrew. Actually, he's already had some fallout, potentially. Bill Clinton, Richard Branson, Donald Trump. She says everything was recorded. So we'll see if anything else comes up. But for right now, I think the biggest person who's getting fallout is Prince Andrew. Um, and Bill Clinton has gotten a lot of talk about him. But the, the only thing is one of the women said he likes them young, which is not evidence of any type of crime. But I'll keep you posted if more information in line with the astrology comes out. Another story of Mercury retrograde, and this is a great example. So on December 22nd, while Mercury was retrograde, the Secretary of State of the United States, Lloyd Austin, went and had prostate, some kind of prostate surgery, preventative prostate surgery for prostate cancer, but apparently didn't let anyone know. And on January 1st, when Mercury Station Direct He had extreme pains and was rushed to the hospital. Well, apparently the president didn't find out about it till a couple of days later. This is a huge scandal. He had given some of his duties to other people, but, you know, having the secretary of state unreachable, unreachable, having surgery, having this health issue without alerting the, the, the public is totally unacceptable. And as Mercury in Sagittarius was coming to square Neptune, we found out about it because he, Mercury rules like um, transportation systems of all kinds and all kinds of tubes in the body as well, like the eustachian tubes in the ears, the fallopian tubes, the urinary tract, And he has a urinary tract infection, Mercury in Sagittarius, square Neptune in Pisces. Pisces rules infections. 
Yeah, so does fire, fire, heat, infection. So this tube is infected. He's in the hospital. This has all come out, and it, it's, it's a pretty big scandal. Also, as we're finding this out, Mars in Capricorn. Mars rules the military, and Capricorn rules governments. And so, and Mars is exalted in Capricorn, lifted up with honors. So the head of the Defense Department is is the story is about. It was sextile. Sextiles are opportunities. Saturn in Pisces. He is having a chronic physical weakness around this infection. Um, And he was out of commission. And yeah, this is very Mars sextile Saturn. Very concerning because, you know, what if there was some crisis and he was unable to take care of his duties? He's now on the mend. Mars is separating as I am taping this from Saturn to a trine to Jupiter. Jupiter is life affirming. Saturn is takes life away. So it looks like he's getting better, but he's going to have a lot to answer for. The same transit speaks to um, there was a rocket launch trying to launch to the moon and it got off fine, but then there was a propellant leak. Neptune rules leak, leaks. So Mercury, this this uh, rocket being transported to the moon, had Neptune, square Neptune, a propellant leak, and Mars sextile Saturn. The actions lead to failure. Also in Ecuador, the story's still unfolding, but a drug lord escaped from prison and some people took over a television station. Some gunmen took over a television station. So Mercury squared Neptune, this this drug lord, Neptune and Pisces, some drug lord, and he's Mars and Capricorn, the head of this organization, you know, secretly escaped from prison. Probably all the planning was done, you know, during the retrograde phase and maybe even before. And Mars and Capricorn, this drug lord, the head of this drug organization, sextile Saturn rules prisons and things like that in, 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 in Pisces. Um, so Mars, he broke out of prison and Neptune rules things like and Neptune and Pisces rules things like TV stations. So these, all these, this is a wild week while I'm taping it of unfolding news. Also, this comic Joe Coy hosted the Golden Globes, and his performance was just terrible. So Mercury and Sagittarius. Sagittarius is the storyteller. He was up there telling jokes. Square Neptune. Neptune, like the leaks dissolving, um, disillusionment. They were all the jokes just like fell flat. And then he started blaming the writers on the on on the jokes. Uh, that it was their fault the joke stunk and mars in capricorn he was taking action at this work event sextile saturn and pisces saturn and pisces he refused to take accountability for the fact he stunk and then it, it was a failure the wise guys 2024 digital astrology calendar will help you let the universe have your back. 
The calendar is compatible with Google, Apple, and Outlook calendars. The calendar includes every planetary transit, lunation, eclipse, and moon void, of course, period. There are detailed descriptions for each astrological event that will help you deepen your understanding of astrology, plan events in sync with the cosmos, and stay more present in your daily life. Use my coupon code ABC2024 and go to wiseskiescollective.com shop to order your calendar today. I'm a proud affiliate and use the calendar myself on a daily basis. The theme of this week is border control, and there are three big things I want you to think about as you navigate the week. The first is that on Wednesday, we are going to have a first quarter moon at 27 degrees of Aries, where the sun is at 27 Capricorn, the moon is at 27 Aries, the moon is waxing, gaining light. These first quarter moons are a time of action, so we will see what happens uh, there'll probably be a lot of news of an Aries can Capricorn nature. Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac. It's a fire sign. It's cardinal initiating energy. It is on the high road, very pioneering and independent and dynamic, willing to take calculated risks. On the low road, it's impulsive, violent, and rude. So notice what you see themes around this. Now, Aries rules the military. Will on this day or leading up to this day, Lloyd Austin be forced to step down from his post because of the fact that he did not make, make do the proper notifications about his health issue? We shall see. The sun on 27 Capricorn is the four of pentacles tarot card. And this tarot card is about conserving resources, stability, and control. The astrology correspondence is the sun in Capricorn, which is perfect. We're in Capricorn season. Sun type figures are leaders and authority. The Sabian symbol is a large aviary. So notice if you see news about lots of birds or it gives you an aviary, aviary gives the theme of a beehive that's noisy and energetic or lots of people living in one place. The moon at 27 Aries, the tarot card is the four of wands. This is a card of celebration but it also is Venus in Aries. Uh, the Sabian symbol, and Venus is in fall in the sign of Aries. So Venus in Aries, someone in relationship who's who does things in a non-traditional way. Maybe their spouse travels a lot, so they have to be very independent. Aries is a sign of independence, and or they or someone who prefers to have autonomy in their relationships. 
Venus is in detriment in the sign of Aries. She's at home in Libra, in detriment in Aries. So a planet in detriment has to learn to do things a different way. Wonder Woman is a Venus and Aries archetype. Yeah, the woman warrior. The Sabian symbol for this is a large disappointed audience. So you can, this leaves themes of adjusting expectations, lines of people feeling frustrated or disappointed. And I watched a Fareed Zakaria program on CNN that was fascinating about immigration in America and its history. Like, and he started in the current situation. There are millions of people moving through South America, trying to get to the U.S., to get across the border. And they're coming not just from South America, but from all over the world. And he interviewed a group of Chinese people who had paid a lot of money to fly. And they were angry about they'd been waiting to talk to border control for three days. Yeah. So this is part of Pluto and Aquarius, this massive migration of of, of streams of people. It's bringing a lot of pressure and uh, on governments around the world that just can't sustain this huge flow of people. And there's a lot of disappointment of the people. Some of them have been told they're going to be embraced with open arms as they, you know, try to take this action to cross the border. So it's, it's a story that's going to be continuing to unfold and a big story of the year. This is why the episode is called Border Control, because there may be some events at the first quarter moon. Maybe notice if we see anything at the border that gets big news at that time. This is a really important first quarter moon because the new moon was the solar eclipse last year at 29 Aries. And that happened on April 19th of 2023. The sun and the moon were both in Aries. It was a solar eclipse and Mercury conjunct Uranus was the main aspect in that chart. And the big stories were Mercury rules news, Uranus shocking, Fox News had to pay, agreed to pay 700 and I don't know, 87 million to Dominion over the election lies that they told about Dominion, as well as there were three stories about people like ringing the wrong doorbell, driving to the wrong house, um, an accident, these accidents where they were, were murdered by you know, vigilantes, Aries is a vigilante type person, but there were horrible issues where people's children were killed in shocking circumstances because of simple mistakes. So think back to what your story was at the, the, the solar eclipse. Hopefully it was a very pleasant story for you where you took some risk or took some action and it has paid off. What started then? Where you are now? Is it time to make some pivots as the sun in Capricorn squares the moon in Aries about the same point? And nine months from now, there'll be a full moon where all is illuminated with the sun in Libra and the moon in Aries, both at 24 degrees on October 17th of this year, 2024. 
So that's a point to put, like, where do you want to be then from what you started back at the solar eclipse? Notice what and notice what is going on through this cycle, especially if you have planets or points around 29 Aries or any of the cardinal signs of Aries, Capricorn, Libra, or Cancer. The last quarter moon of this cycle will be at 25 degrees, where the sun is in Cancer and the moon is in Aries on July 17th of 2025. And that may be a time where this, if there's a longer story that's growing in your life, there may be a pivot point as you learn lessons, reap rewards, and start releasing to start something new. These cycles are great ways to stay on track with bigger projects, see what's unfolding over these longer term these longer term time frames, 27 months time frames. And I post I post the dates every week on Instagram and Facebook. So you can also go follow me there at Astrology by Celeste. The big aspect that we're having at this first quarter moon is that the sun is approaching its last conjunction with Pluto and Capricorn for 248 years. And so the sun is at 27 Capricorn, Pluto's at 29 Capricorn. They're going to make their connection later in this week. So the sun spotlights and focuses on us on things. And Pluto unearths things. Pluto is mass transformation. Um, I wonder if there'll be, and Capricorn rules big business and governments and Earth. So there could be some kind of event, volcano eruption, um, or yeah, building fire, things like that with this first quarter moon. I'm wondering, Mercury's still in the shadow, a a post-shadow of Mercury retrograde, so we're still learning secrets, so there may be some secrets revealed. Now, Aries rules the military, so I'm wondering if there'll be... This may be when um, Lloyd Austin has to step down, but there could be news of government secrets and corruption from all over the world. There could be intense power struggles, political violence. We shall see what happens. But at the first quarter moon, it's a time to look back to the intentions you set at the new moon and make any necessary adjustments. It's a crisis of action. What do you need to change? Do you need to add on or take away from what you started? And yeah, just know and take the actions. Just do the evaluation. If And if you have repetitive thoughts telling you to do something around the first quarter moon, that's your subconscious telling you you need to take some kind of action. So pay attention to what your inner voice is telling you. The next thing I want to make you aware of is that Aquarius season will begin on Saturday until February 18th. Aquarius is a fixed air sign that holds the energy. It's co-ruled by Saturn and Uranus. It's very future focused. Its tagline is, I know sometimes people with strong Aquarius energies can be so fixed on their own thought processes. They don't consider anyone else's way of thinking, which can be an issue on the shadow side. Um, On high road, Aquarius is 
inventive, individualistic, it's progressive, it sees, it's Capricorn and Aquarius are signs that are diametrically opposed in a lot of ways. Each sign is in rebellion to the one it came, came before came before it. So Capricorn likes to keep tradition. Aquarius looks at the tradition, looks at the system and thinks about how we can make it better. Now, Aquarius is a sign of extremes. It can be about the humanitarian who wants all people to be treated fair and to have what and have equal access to opportunities and things like that. But it also can be like the revolutionary who wants to fight to improve the systems and is willing to use violence, or it can just be the rebel without a cause who's just just eccentric or does things that are totally out of pocket just because. So shadow energies can be unpredictable, um, rebellious, radical, antisocial, very cold and unemotional. The glyph is the water bearer. So sometimes people get confused and think Aquarius is a water sign. It's not. It's an air sign. The water that's pouring from the jug is the water of knowledge. Yeah. High road Aquarius can also be very altruistic. And one of the things I notice about Aquarius rising people, they when they ask you a question, they are really interested in what you have to say. They're really interested in and learning and sharing information and things like that, discussing ideas and how and thought processes. So this Aquarius season is going to be a great time to think about your future plans. Now it's going to have a lot of intensity because as the sun moves into Aquarius, it is conjunct Pluto. So this whole there can be a whole sense of power struggles, things being on earth, massive changes and facing a lot of people throughout Aquarius season. And there are a bunch of transits. I'm really interested to see how they show up as because Mars and then Venus are going to meet Pluto at zero degrees of of Aquarius and zero degrees is a critical degree. So there'll be things that we see in the collective around these topics of Mars Pluto can be intense will drive and determination, but also be conflict. Venus Pluto can be power struggles between couples or intense, you know, it can also be just in, in, intense sexuality or yeah, we'll, we'll see what we what happens. And then Mars and Venus are going to meet each other. Oh, we're going to also have Mercury conjunct Pluto. So there's going to be a lot of action in Aquarius season of a Plutonic nature. The last thing I want to make you aware of is that Pluto will re-enter the sign of Aquarius until May 2nd. And then it's going to retrograde back into Capricorn, but just to the 29th degree, and then go direct again and and enter Aquarius again on November 19th for the next 20 years. So last year, we just got a taste of Pluto and Aquarius. Aquarius, the sign of the collective. Pluto transforms things. It moves at the speed of a glacier, but has the impact of a tsunami. I wish I remembered who I heard that from because that's such a great explanation of Pluto. Last year when it happened, we saw chat GBT was the big story. 
and a lot of discussion about how artificial intelligence could potentially get out of control and that we have limited understanding of what the limits of it are or what the dangers. We know it can be used for a lot of things like like robots on the battlefield and spying on people. And yeah, there's so many things. But we're going to be experiencing massive shifts in technology, migration. Last year, we saw when Venus entered Leo opposite Pluto and then did its retrograde. There was the massive heat waves around the planet, far past what scientists have expected. So Venus rules comfort opposite Pluto are the comfort level of people was completely transformed. Yeah, a lot of these shifts will be due to climate change. There will also be a lot of actions for drive, for equity, for more people. And we will see the shadow energies of the collective groups and how groups coming together can cause a lot of problems. For instance, around the country, there have been bands of criminals coming together to break into stores and steal merchandise. Just recently, a group of migrants broke into, went into Bloomingdale's or something and tried to steal like $5,000 worth of merchandise. Uh, New York City is having a crisis with the number of migrants that are coming into the city and it doesn't have the, the structures to support these people. And who knows what gangs are giving them money to steal stuff. So this is a real problem as we see the breakdown of the government, Pluto and Capricorn, moving in the power shifting to the people and people banding together to cars cause massive chaos and harm. There will also be great things that come through technology advancements that who knows what we could come up with in terms of controlling. There's all this work being done to try to control carbon emissions and and delay the impact of climate change and scientific advancements. There could be bionic eyes, replacement limbs. It's just incredible what can be coming. If you are embarking on a new journey, experiencing a major life event, feeling stuck, trying to make a difficult decision, or just looking to make positive changes, astrology can provide life-changing insights. There are several ways to work with me. You can come for a 30, 60, or 90-minute astrology consultation depending on your needs. Ask me a burning question and I'll record a video for you. Engage in longer-term cosmic success coaching where we work together on a three-month basis to help you overcome blocks, improve your life satisfaction, build better relationships, accomplish your career goals, and understand yourself better using the tool of astrology. Or mystic mentoring if you're an aspiring astrologer and want help with chart analysis techniques. Go to astrologybyceleste.com to check out my offerings. If you have any questions, you can email me at celeste at astrologybyceleste.com. On Sunday, the word of the day is kismet. We start the week with the moon in Pisces. When the moon is in Pisces, it's a mutable water sign. There's always a sense of something ending. Great time to go within and be more 
touch with your in touch with your t- intuition. Venus on this day in Sagittarius will King Kunks Uranus and Taurus. They're both at 19 degrees. King Kunks says move us into new situations where we release and let go of something. Yeah. There also, so this could be people deciding to end a relationship. This could be a meet cute where you're looking over at someone over the produce section and someone has says hi and there you're off to the races with a new relationship. There will be a waxing crescent moon at nine Pisces at 10, 13 a.m. Can you see the light? You know, this is the, the light that, that, uh, the moon's light is growing and it looks like, you know, the, the little crescent in the sky. What do you become aware of? Take, pay attention. Now the sun in Capricorn is square Aries and Aries. Aries is the goddess of chaos. So there can be some chaotic things going on, a spotlight. I mean, there's so much going on around the world. We shall see. But Venus in Sagittarius is trying the North Node at 19 degrees of Aries on this day as well. The North Node speaks to where we're going. It's a point of gain. This could be really you could the last couple of days and the next couple of days engage in new relationships or a new relationship with or, or gain financially. Um and or other things that are very positive. Venus brings blessings. So you can change your life with a hello and a smile. So keep that in mind. You never know if you could meet a new friend or if you're single, a new relationship. Yeah, kismet, it's fate. On Monday, the word of the day is imagine. The sun in Capricorn is sextile Neptune and Pisces. They're both at 25 degrees. This is amazing energy for brainstorming, blue sky. You could be an idea factory. Neptune is a planet of illusions, delusions, higher consciousness, imagination is the ultimate manifester. So great time to work in teams, I feel like, in order to come up with ideas because Venus is sesquiquadrate Jupiter in Taurus. So Venus and, and Jupiter unite, have uniting forces. So coming together with others to come up with ideas, the moon enters Aries at 8.48 p.m. Pacific time. Fire, cardinal, initiating energy. Move your chi. Yeah, get some exercise. On Tuesday, the word of the day is resentment. There are all these interesting aspects, planetary patterns with the asteroids. So Venus in Sagittarius is conjunct Ceres in Sagittarius at 21 degrees. Ceres is the asteroid of nurturing, mothering, things like that. Um, And it's a conjunction. And Sagittarius is a mutable fire sign. It's very girls just want to have fun energy. Now, Venus in Sagittarius is also square Juno retrograde in Virgo. They're both at 21 degrees. And Juno is the aggrieved wife. So this could be, this to me feels like conflict over chores with a partner or a child and their parent gets into a real scuffle. I'm thinking mom. Yeah. Juno is also retrograde in squaring Ceres. Yeah, Juno and Virgo then square Ceres in Sagittarius. 
So this could be like the parents, the kids, everybody's fighting. This week is very plutonic. Yeah. Squares are tension. And then Vesta, which is the asteroid of home and... And it also has associated with the Vestal Virgins about someone wanting to be independent, who's a child, I'm feeling like, is retrograde in Gemini, and it's King Kung's Palace Athene in Scorpio at 23 degrees of this various signs. And this to me is like a child says something so out of pocket to their parent, Gemini rules children, um, and Scorpio, like that really cuts deep. I'm feeling like that's what this could be. And Wednesday's word of the day is combative. And this is so you wake up, you have your fight, you go to bed, you wake up. Mercury sesqui square Uranus. The kid is mouthing off again. And the, that the parent says, that's it. You're out of here. And Venus in Sagittarius is opposite Vesta. Vesta rules homes, Venus relationships. The kid calls a friend or their boyfriend, girlfriend to see if they can come stay with them. And Venus is also a bit reckless in, in, in Sagittarius. And then we have that first quarter moon at 27 degrees of Aries, square the sun and Capricorn conjunct Pluto. These power struggles are, are really take on a life and death, epic proportion. And, you know, you're, somebody's put out of the house or, or like a breakup happens and things like that happens. So be mindful this week not to let, to slow down and not let little arguments spiral out of control. Or if you do get in touch into some kind of argument, can you take a deep breath and try to like not just move into the, the big fight, but be able to maintain some calm? On Thursday, the word of the day is limp. The moon enters Taurus at 12, 11 a.m. Taurus is fixed earth. Like if you had a, if you had a little scuffle, maybe decide to make up your, a nice lunch for your boo or your kid. And if you like avoided the, what could have happened with the catastrophe. Yeah. Or maybe you'll just be eating your feelings if you didn't avoid it because Taurus, the moon is exalted here and likes to the sensual pleasures. Mercury and Capricorn is sextile Saturn and Pisces. They're both at four degrees. Mercury sextile Saturn. This can be hard choices, facing reality, getting serious, serious. Mercury rules children and like sextile Saturn and Pisces. Maybe the kid is crying their eyes out, trying to realizing what the, what the, the, the situation they're in now. It could also be like stepping down from a position. This makes me think of Mercury's and Capricorn, the sign of governments. Lloyd Austin again. Um, Capricorn also rules the knees. I'm getting knee problems, limping, that sort of thing. Eris, the goddess of chaos, is also the dwarf planet, is also involved today. Venus in Sagittarius is trying Eris. So, and Pallas Athene, the asteroid of strategy, and Scorpio's King Kunk's Eris, all at 24 degrees. So, a strategy 
where, you know, like some, some Sagittarius mouthing off or tactlessness could lead to chaos. So keep that in mind. On Friday, the word of the day is baller. Mercury and Capricorn is trying Jupiter and Taurus. They're both at six degrees. Trines are smooth, easy flow of energy. Mercury, if you have your strategy right and you expand well, you could feel like a baller. Now, Venus in Sagittarius is also squared Neptune and and Pisces. So those are both at 25 degrees. Venus squared Neptune is rose-colored glasses. This could also be someone, Mercury rules commerce, who just goes out and buys something really expensive they know they have no business doing just to look like a baller without putting in the effort and the work required to be a true baller. And yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll have problems later with the credit card bill. On Saturday, the word of the day is turmoil. We have the sun conjunct Pluto at 29 degrees and 59 minutes of Capricorn. Something is going down big this week that is karmic. And it's, yeah, this is very karmic. 29 degrees is the the anoretic degree of decay and crisis. Um, there could be just like a natural disaster or building collapse, tunnel collapse, maybe some tunnel stuff from Israel. Now it could also be two people have like tremendous, um, transformative sex. Like the, the, the people who met earlier in the week, Mercury and Cap trying Jupiter, someone takes someone out for a beautiful date, Venus square Neptune, you're feeling so in love and ignoring any flaws, Sun conjunct Pluto. Uh, yeah, rattling the, yeah, this could be really transformative, lovemaking. Mm-hmm. And then the moon enters Gemini at 5.57 a.m. Pacific time. You can't stop talking about it, but I think this is going to be Gemini's mutable air about the news that we're hearing. Then the sun enters Aquarius at 6.07 a.m. Yeah, this could be more about like people banding together with the sun, Pluto, Friday night, maybe even Saturday to, to steal stuff, commit crimes. Then Pluto enters Aquarius at 4.55 p.m. Pacific time. So there is going to be some big news at the end of the week. Think about Pluto topics, sun, um, what we're focused on, the sun is focusing us on, and both Aquarius and Capricorn, government versus the people. Yeah, sorry this was so long, but that's it for this week's episode. Feel free to email me at celeste.astrologybyceleste.com with any astrology and action stories, or let me know how the daily themes are playing out for you. Take care, and I'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Celestial Insights. To learn more about my work, please visit my website, astrologybyceleste.com, where I offer personal readings, horary consultations, cosmic coaching, group events, and classes to help guide people to higher levels of fulfillment. You can also find me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook at Astrology by Celeste. If you enjoyed Celestial Insights, please help others find the show. 
follow, rate it five stars, or write a nice review. I would so appreciate it. I'm astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks, and I'll be back next week.